Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journey, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, Assistant Director of Career Services. And today we are joined by Tobias Johnson, who is the president of the Northwest Black Student Union and a current Northwest student. Hi, Tobias. Hey, how you doing? Good to be here. All right. We love to hear about your experience. Uh, Usually when I talk to students, one of the first things that I ask them is, how did you come to Northwest? Like, how did you, from high school, that that high school to college (laughs) transition, how did you find Northwest and Uh what made you decide to come here? Uh, So I decided to come to Northwest. Um, I had a few actual like college tours. Um, So my junior year, I came up to Northwest and I got to meet like some of the uh, current students at that time and then faculty members and things like that. And it was really like a small school. Like I had no idea about Maryville. I had no idea like outside of St. Louis, like I didn't really know uh, much of Missouri. So um, I came and visited the school. It was like small. I kind of liked the atmosphere of it. But then uh, fast forwarding to my graduation, it's like the row in front of me, like they're about to be announced. And then I get an email from Northwest and it's like my financial aid package. And it's like, oh yeah, like they had laptops too. Like, yeah, I want to go to Northwest. <laughs> um, so ended up coming to Northwest and then been here ever since. So where are you from originally? Are you from the St. Louis area? Yeah, St. Louis, Missouri, born and raised. So, okay, back up a little bit. Uh, when you were in high school, I always ask about your first job, but before we get to that, we're, we're just going to kind of go slowly backwards by increments here. What is your major? Oh, my major is human service with a minor in English. Did you know that you were going to be a human services major when you came to college? Talk to no me about idea. choosing your major. All right. So um, early on, like my middle school days, wow, we're starting like all the way back. <laughs> yeah, my middle school days, like I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, growing up in St. Louis area, going into like um, inner city schools and things like that, there were like a lack of minority teachers, uh, specifically black male teachers. And so as I just like grew over the years and like, you know, continued out through school, I always realized that the professors or the teachers that I did have that were um, black um, males, I always like learned from them, you know, more or like the the things that they taught me, like they always like resonated with me, like, or I understood them more. Um, Any so, particular teacher you want to shout out to? Oh, I mean, man, this your shout opportunity. out to Mr. Ford um, from Ford Elementary. Um, shout out to Mr. Anderson at Live for Life Academy. And shout out to Mr. Betts, Coach Betts. Um, Coach Betts, he's like, that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he was just like, all of these men, like, they just, it was just like an indescribable, like, essence about them. And that's what, like, the steps I wanted to, like, follow. So I say my junior year of high school was, like, you know, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I was up on my credits at the time, so I was able to actually do, like, student teaching. And I was a student teacher for my art teacher, Ms. Ms. Brand. Um, Shout out to Ms. Brand as well. (laughs) Um, So just being in the classroom, like, I wasn't, like, actually teaching lessons or anything, but it was, like, I was in the atmosphere, like, helping her, um, going over lesson plans and things like that. And then I just knew, like, I wanted to be a teacher. And you enjoyed that Yeah, like, it was fun. It was, like, I'm actually doing something like this is fun um so i got to college and it's like i wanted to do um secondary english education and so that was my major at first and then from there that summer after my freshman year i worked at the ymca south city ymca um day camp and that was like an amazing thing um i got to work with students of from the age of five all the way to like 12 13 and that's when i knew like okay well maybe like you know the older kids not for me 
um, I want to deal more with elementary schoolers. So I switched to elementary education, and I loved it. Like, I got to do, like, field experiences. I got an opportunity to uh, travel and do um, student teaching in Kansas City area. And then after a while, I got more invested in the college life. And so being a part of organizations, being um, a peer mentor for the TRIO program, I knew, like, maybe this is like what I want to do. So um, over time, it's like I learned more about human services and like the ideas behind our human services and like that field, that was more so like my, that's my passion. Like that's what I wanted to do. And from there, so like are you a senior is, now? Yeah. Senior. When did you change to human services? Like oh, where during your like college, were you a sophomore, junior? No, I was actually, well, I changed last fall. Okay. So last fall, I was like, yeah. Right like, at the end, kind yeah. of. <laughs> so it's like, I only had a few more credits left, but you know what? I want to do human services. So I did it. I made the change. And from there, like, it's been nothing but good. So what's the career goal when you get done here at the end of the year? Oh, man. Career goal when I get done. Um, <laughs> Put yeah, it out in the world. Yeah, have you know? a career. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I would like to do, like, academic advising or, you know, the things like you all do at career services. Um, being on, like, the secondary higher ed level, like, it's anything I can do like within that field, not anything I can do within that field, but you know, where any position I can be in where I can help students to like be like be successful in college and not just be successful in college, but flourish throughout life. Um, that's my dream career. Yeah. All right. You heard it here. That's what he's, that's what Tobias is throwing out there. That's what he's <laughs> looking for. All right. Let's go back to the beginning of Tobias. Like, okay. so your very first job definition, uh, you have to be paid for it. Okay. And it wasn't your parents paying you parents. to do the dishes or whatever, you know? Right. Um, my first job, I'm sorry, because it has been like those times where like, well, okay, I'll give you $10. Yeah, like, right, right. Cars, right. Something like that. <laughs> um, my first job, okay, yeah, my first like official job, I was a fry cook at McDonald's. All right. Um, High five. Yes. I was also, we had a big, like, that was the thing in our town. Like, the yeah. only thing to do when you were like, 15 and a half was work at McDonald's. So yeah. every student who went out in the wide world started as a fry as cook a fry at cook McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, that's how, that's how it really is in St. Louis. Like either you're working at the mall in St. Louis, you're working at Six Flags or you're working at the zoo. Um, I knew I didn't want to be like outside in the heat. So I did not want to be at an amusement park or the zoo. So I got the opportunity to work at McDonald's as a fry cook. What'd you learn as a fry cook? As a fry cook, I learned that people really do love fast food. And, and they love fries yeah. like literally fry cook like i was a fry person like yeah. seven minutes See, I, never fries. The, I never got the opportunity to do the fry side like oh. the way like mcdonald's was set up like you had like a designated fry person you had a cashier i was the fry so, person i was okay i was the grill like grill master okay <laughs> 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 so yeah um but yeah, i just learned that and then just like i guess time the balance of time you can easily like be sitting in a mcdonald's at nine at night for an hour and a half just like sitting there like staring at waiting food. for people to yeah. come get a burger yes right? staring at food like you can't eat like <laughs> you're standing like in a uniform like you don't it's exhausting but at the same time it's like so much other things that like you can be thinking about like it really is just like a test of mine <laughs> it's mm -hmm. all about just like just standing there at a grill for eight hours at a time that yeah did you work at mcdonald's through high school no or? i did mcdonald's for a year and then i was blessed with the opportunity to work for um a magazine company called um, on the money magazines it's a st louis based um magazine company that's like put on and produced by students throughout the st louis area that was like one of my what'd you do jobs. at the magazine uh, i was an editor also did um writing and then i was a photographer as well 
Yeah, and then we did like a lot of um, community outreach. So it was times like we go into the community and um, like I guess host the events or um, do like broadcasting or just like have a table set up like to get more people um, financial literacy and things like that. How did you find that opportunity? Did oh, you, were you like looking for something else, or no. did you, did they come to you? Yeah, they. Um, so all the opportunities that I came, um, they came from like my school. So we had people like we had representatives from Northwest come. We had um, people from uh, On the Money magazine come, like just talk to us about it. But I knew early on that like I loved writing. Like writing has always been a passion of mine. So when they came to my school and like spoke about it, like I was ready for it. I'm on it. I'm yeah. right there. It was like I got to get out of McDonald's. Like, so what school did you go to? Uh, Lift for Life Academy. So tell talk to us about that. Um, Lift for Life Academy, that's like, that's really like the nesting point of everything. Um, and it's ironic because like the school mascot is a hawk. Um, so yeah, uh, Lift for Life Academy, it was, it's a charter school located in South City, uh, St. Louis, um, in Soulard, the Soulard area. Um, it's like five minutes from the arch um, for like people that don't really know the area. Um, but it went from sixth through 12th. Uh, I got there my seventh grade. Yeah, I transferred um, transferred in the lift of life from seventh grade and from there I stayed all the way through. Um, that's one of like, I can definitely say like I'm the man I am today because of Lift Life Academy. Like That's it's, amazing. Yeah, it's a great school. So you came to Northwest, thought you wanted to be a teacher. How did you get plugged in when you came here? Like, what was your thoughts toward, like, coming to Northwest? So this is a whole different atmosphere, whole right. different school, whole different people. Did you know people? Did some people no. you know came here? Or? No, I can't. Well, a lot of the people that I graduated with, they went to SEMO or they went, um, you know, schools throughout the area, like the bigger schools. Um, the reason I chose Northwest was because it was such a small school and, like, I didn't know anybody that was going to Northwest. Like, I didn't know it existed until, like, we got there. So... There was really like nobody here like to you know help me until like I got here. Um, I'm also a bridge scholar as well through the trio program. So I got here like the first day and like my family's got you know just like my crate, <laughs> my crate of clothes. Like we don't know where we at. We pull into the uh, Dietrich parking lot and trio was just like right there like with Ben's like waiting for me. Um, I was That's the amazing. last yeah I was the last person um, in my bridge class to like get here. So like everybody had like eight and everything, <laughs> but like they were up just waiting for me um, because. St. Louis is extremely far <laughs> from Maryville. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, ever since, like, we pulled into that Dietrich Lock trio has been there, like, every step of the way. Um, so that's definitely who, like, a group of people that was, like, there from the very beginning. And then uh, my SOAR, during my SOAR visit, um, I met uh, Ed Gibson. He's a former um, coordinator for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and since then, like, he's been, like, my mentor. Like I had no idea who this man was, but um, like I was, I was like I was. Shout very, out to Ed as yeah, well. Yeah, shout right? out to Ed Gibson. Like he's really the goat. Um, I would, I was very introverted. I'm still introverted, like to this day. But um, my freshman year, like I would just go into the student engagement center and I just sit there, like do my homework in between classes. And he would always just like walk up and like, hey, how you doing? Like, he would ask me how classes were going. He would ask me, you know, do you, did I need anything or things like that. And it was like in the beginning, I'm hesitant. Like I'm not like used to, you know, I'm not used to like that caringness like when it comes to like my education and things like that other than like from my parents um so it was just like real like off-putting at first but then <laughs> over time it's like wow like, he's actually like taking time out of his day to whether it's just like 15 seconds he's investing time in me to like make sure I'm good making sure like I have things I needed um and that's really like took me a long way he he's the one that like opened me up to that um sense of like building confidence like I saw him like going to work I saw him still socializing with students and like being invested in students lives and things like that and so he was really just like a mentor like to help me like navigate through college from just like a personal level um, outside of TRIO. 
So you mentioned TRIO, and yeah. I feel like that's one of those programs that students who are in it are super familiar with it, but students who aren't in it don't know anything yeah. about it. So can you talk about TRIO and kind of what the group does? All right. So, yeah, uh, Student Support Services TRIO is um, basically a program for first-generation students, students that come from low um, social backgrounds and things like that. It just helps them, like, get onto, like, that level playing field, you know, that m many of the college students already come in with. Um, I know as a first-generation student, like I said, it was scary to, like, be driving five five hours with, you know, a tote of all my belongings. <laughs> um to somewhere that you yeah, don't even to know somewhere anybody. I'd never been before and I had no idea and then like I didn't come into college with like money I didn't have any of that so <laughs> just like lost like really just like thrown out into the wild um in a sense and trio was there like every step of the way as I mentioned and they you know they helped me figure out what classes I needed to get into they showed me like what all the buildings were they showed me where my classes were they provide opportunities like free printing. They put on, uh, well, we put on uh, different programs throughout the semester just to like um, help students like better get get better acclimated throughout campus. So whether it be um, on a career level, on a financial level, on, you know, just personal level, taking care of yourself and things like that. Um, TRIO is really just like there to be like that guide throughout college for uh, first generation students. So like any, all the students that fit, you know, the criteria, but then as well, like all of these events are open to like students on campus to the entire Northwest community. So yeah, it's really just like here to help. We've had a lot, and when I say we, we, I mean the staff on campus have had a lot of discussions lately about first-generation students uh, because we have increasing numbers of first-gen students coming right. to Northwest. Can you talk a little bit about that lost feeling or um, what things, so you talked about ed, mm -hmm. you talked about TRIO, like what specific things that faculty, staff, other students, maybe other student leaders or mentors have done to help you feel comfortable here or to help make your transition easier? Okay, um, and then a part of my transition as well, like she'd like take my head off if uh, I didn't mention her. Uh, Gabby Ray, she was also there <laughs> every step of the way. And so um, to answer your question, it was people like Ed and Gabby that really just like invested themselves in their students. Um, it was, like I said, I was very introverted. I didn't talk much, but Gabby, she saw something in me she believed in me and so it would be uh bi-weekly we would have bi-weekly meetings just to talk about how am I doing in classes how am I feeling um is there anything I need you know things like that and I feel like that's though it's it seems very minor like that's a key aspect that I feel like a lot of us are like missing not just as Northwest faculty members or staff things like that just us as individuals it's very people become very hesitant on asking someone how do they feel or what do they need or people feel as though like it's a manipulative agenda behind it, you know, to ask for help or to want to receive help from someone. And that's really not what it is. Like, we're all here, like, just trying to see whether you're a student, whether you're a faculty member, staff member, anything. Like, we're all just here. So um, I just feel like the thing that we all need is just to be open with each other and be honest with each other. Like, if it's something that we need, like, you know, I was always raised on, like, the idea of, like, closed mouths don't get fed, you know? So, like, if you're in need, like, <laughs> yeah. if you're in need of help, you know, like, there are people here that can help you, you know? So it's just a matter of, like, knowing who can help and then also, like, those people, you know, actually being there and available to help. That's some good insight. <laughs> Thank you. So talk to us about, so you're president of the Black Student Union, yes. right? Talk to us about that. Oh, man. How did you become president? Tell us the story of, of, the story of, the of Black Tobias Student and Union. the Black Student Union. Yep. All right. So my sophomore year, towards the end of my sophomore year, um, I was brought the opportunity by Ed um, of forming the Black Student Union. Um, so, of course, it's like, okay, yeah, I can do that. Um, by then, I had been involved in a minority men's organization. I was a mentor for the uh, um, 
D-Man program that uh, Ed brought up here as well. And then just, like, throughout campus, like, I was just starting to, like, learn what Northwest was and things like that. Um, so the opportunity came about, and it was just a group, of, a small group of students. And from, like, the very beginning, we would just, like, go over, like, okay, these are the bylaws. Like, you know, what do we want? Like, what is the purpose? What is our goal um, as a black student union? Um, but over time, you know, people graduate, people, um, people leave, people come, things like that. So the idea was just sitting. Um, it floated about for a while, and then last, last yeah, this time last year, um, the opportunity came up again to like, okay, like let's get a black student union up and going. And so um, when the opportunity came back, like I just hopped on it. Um, from there, we got another group of students. Um, we went over like the bylaws. We went over like what do we want to see? Um, what is the vision for the organization? And so luckily, we were able to get everything together, and then. March of 2019, yeah, the Black Student Union came to Northwest. Um, since then, things have been going good. Like, we, we're a new organization, but we've already done so much. We just, um, our most recent event was the MLK CPR training that we did. Um, and then, of course, we had the uh, Black Student Union Week um, in February, February 10th through the 13th. And that's our first Black Student Union Week. Like, it's it's very like it's <laughs> new yeah fresh, it's really exciting, like new right? yeah um even though like all of us on our executive on our executive board like we have experience like we've been involved in other organizations on campus it's like something about like this is our first like event and we were all like excited for this like this is something that um this is something that went from just being like an idea you know on a piece of paper to like now like we're actually like working with career services we're working with the trio we're working with student orientation and things like that um, so it's really just like an exciting opportunity and like we're learning as we go and I, I'm just proud of my entire board. I'm pr proud. Like I get emotional thinking about it. <laughs> like I'm really just proud. Like for all these student organizations, people forget that whether like you're a president, whether you're a sergeant in arms, things like that, like we're all students. And not even that, like we're like from the age of 20 to 23, like we're like, we're teenagers still <laughs> basically practically. Um, so I'm just proud of like all the effort and like the passion that, you know, we already having this, so I can only imagine like where things where things are gonna go like over years and over time. Um, so, what is the mission of the Black Student Union? Mission of the Black Student Union is to maintain a climate on campus for students of color, as well as you know spreading that knowledge and spreading like support and resources for students of color on campus. So, whether it be in a social um, social manner, whether it be in uh, career goals, career pathing manner, um, things like that, we're just really just, like here to help um, students of color. So, um, we're putting on events, we're putting on like. Uh, we have general meetings where we talk about things that um, a lot of we talk about a lot of the topics that don't really get discussed, you know, within our classes or within um, these other organizations on throughout campus. Um, we're just here to like set that climate and make sure that students of color on campus are comfortable. Something we usually do on this, uh, we ask for advice, like advice you would have for students. So as you near your end of your journey here at Northwest, you know, thinking about students maybe coming in for the first time, what advice would you have for them as someone who's successfully navigated this whole maze of college? Successful? I, don't know. <laughs> um, I would say for someone just coming into college, um, be open. Be open to opportunities. So whether it be joining an organization, whether it be, um, you know, not wanting to go out or not wanting, you know, to like follow the crowd, of course, be open to it. But then like, Think about what it is you want out of college and then seek that um, for people that are returning from college, people that are currently in college. Um, take care of yourself. Like that's all the way through, um, whether it be you're coming in or whether it be you're about to get out of college as well. Like take care of yourself. Um, it's easy to get wrapped up in your classes, easy to get wrapped up in your family life, social life, things like that. But if you're not at your best, then you're like, 
what good are you to anybody? So I would always say just like take care of yourself, even if it's like five minutes out of your day to like just be by her alone and you know having time to yourself to think, debrief, whatever it is you need to do. Take care of yourself. That's most important. I think that's good advice for all, everybody, yeah. not just students, but <laughs> for adults, for staff members, for faculty, for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it it gets hard. Like it's. It's easy to say, like, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to take 18 credit hours and I'm going to join four organizations. And then on top of that, like, I'm going to try to work, too, because, you know. Because I need to yeah, yeah, have some student. money, right? Yeah, but in the midst of all of that, the priority on that on that entire priority list, like, you should be number one at all, as always. And that's something that I've, I didn't learn that until, like, last semester, um, switching over into human services. Uh, thank you, Chris Jacobs <laughs> and Sarah Creason. But, yeah, taking care of yourself, like, is vital and it plays a role in everything you do. Um, if you, whether it be like not getting enough sleep or even just like drinking water, like I always joke with people throughout campus and like on like drinking water, like I end all of my meetings with like, make sure you're drinking water, like my uh, peer mentees and things like that. I always tell them like drink water and it's not like, that's a, for real. Like yeah, that's not my biggest joke. struggle yeah. is drinking water. <laughs> and it's not like to joke. Um, it's really like those small little things like really help. Um, and I feel like we just take those for granted. So People just got to learn how to take 2020. Like we have to take care of ourselves. Like it's extremely important. That's a good piece of advice. Mm -hmm. I'm taking it to heart right now <laughs> as I drink my water. <laughs> so we have kind of a last question. Uh, very interested in your answer to this question. We've started asking everyone we interview to kind of reflect on their experience and to share with us what it means to them to be a Bearcat. Oh, man. I feel like I'm uh, in the homecoming court racing again. Uh, <laughs> to be a Bearcat to me, to me, to me means to be individual. Um, a Bearcat, first off, nobody really knows what a Bearcat is. Like, I've never seen a Bearcat. <laughs> like, we've seen black scores on campus. I've never seen a Bearcat in my life ever. Um, but to me, I feel like there's just an opportunity to an assemble of uniqueness. That's what we all are. So no matter if you come from Platte City or no matter if you come from Kansas City, Kansas, you know, like, you're – you're a Bearcat. Once you step on the Northwest campus, you're a Bearcat at that point. So that just means to, like, be unique, be individual. And then with all of us having that title of a Bearcat, like, you're not you're not alone. You know, there are Bearcats everywhere. Um, people always talk about how, you know, you go anywhere in the world, like, but you see, like, the Northwest logo, you're like, you're going to know, okay, it's a Bearcat in the room. Um, so just, like, being unique, being individual. But then another thing Bearcats have in common is, like, that aspect of taking care of one another. Um, I've seen that whether it be in my organizations or um, organizations like throughout campus, like if you're part, if you're part of that organization or if you're part of that community, like you're taken care of, and that's something I can honestly like speak on. Like student, the Bearcat students, like Northwest students, they really take care of each other, um, even if it's not like on an organizational level or it's not on you know like some extreme elaborate level, like the support system that you have at Northwest, like that's going to be your support system, like for years to come. And that's something that I've seen like personally firsthand. And that's something that I know that like, I'm going to continue to do. Um, just because it takes a unique person to come, you know, from St. Louis, um, from St. Louis to Missouri to Maryville, Missouri, and, you know, build a life for themselves. Um, so definitely like being a Bearcat means to be unique and then also to take care of, you know, your fellow Bearcat. Awesome. Yeah, Thank fantastic. you for that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for coming. All right, well, that will do it for another Behind the Bearcat, and we will talk to you next time.